If nobody learned the lessons from 2016, then they don't deserve to have a free country. Hi, everybody. I'm Bill Little here with my friend and colleague, Alfonso Rachel, and this is your Virtue Signal pre-election special. Uh, Zoe, we're recording this. We had a couple of delays, tornadoes in Texas and power <laughs> outages in California. So we're actually recording this uh, Saturday before the election. And I think it gives us a chance to, you know, look at maybe an, on some level, look at the last two years. And, and I'm not interested so much in predictions because everybody's doing that. Right. I am interested in the tone of things, you know. Um, this election, everybody says most important of your life. Uh, I don't know about that, but I do know that I have never seen such low behavior as the president of the United States coming out and declaring that half of the country were near fascists, that democracy was at stake. And then when uh, Hillary Clinton announced that this uh, break in at um, Paul Pelosi's house was a result of a right winger who's trying to finish off the work that they started on January 6th. I said, I don't think this is going to have an effect. I know that I know that they know that we don't believe it because they know on some level that we're not what they say they are. But when I heard that, I just thought, my God, these are the most cynical, evil, awful politicians we've ever had in this country. And that includes Teapot Dome and and all of it. I, do, do you did you get that sense of outrage that I got, you know, being oh, oh something something has happened. At the last minute, ooh, ooh, we got to find a way to, to see if we can do something to head off this uh, red wave. Yeah, that's that's like a um, that's a habit, that's a pattern of Democrats. And you know, in our lifetime, it's it's uh, we're seeing this kind of vitriol. It's this ain't nothing new with Democrats. They do this all the time, and they've been violent for a long time and uh, manipulative and conniving and the things that they do. And man, that that bad, that pathological projection syndrome that they got man all the evil that they talk about you know who's doing the violence and and uh who's making these last ditch efforts to do that that's democrats all day and this thing with uh you know uh with paul pelosi man you know that don't make no kind of sense it uh, basically basically uh paul he, he got epstein <laughs> he got mm -hmm. it's like the cameras get turned off uh somebody who seems to be welcome into his house all of a sudden become a nuisance in his house nancy's not there i mean we're all asking hey where's nancy you know and as far as i'm concerned uh man i don't put nothing past democrats and that the whole thing seems like it was staged uh paul himself probably didn't know the full details of that that he would be uh <laughs> he, would, he would kind of be like the center point see i i disagree with that mm -hmm. um uh i agree with a lot of it mm -hmm. um first of all uh, nancy pelosi is third in line to the presidency it's mm -hmm. not it's not like somebody you know out in redlands or something you know with their with their security camera that they bought down at, at target right this is this is not only would she have astonishing uh, video surveillance and, and security for just for the neighborhood she's in, but she's third in line for the president of the United States. There's Secret Service protection. There's all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't think Paul Pelosi signed up for this. He got bashed pretty badly with a hammer. No, I don't think he signed up for it. Like I said, I don't think he knew the full details of it. No, maybe, but but, <laughs> but I th I personally think what happened was it was just some kind of transaction that went wrong, mm -hmm. and then they said, "Oh my God, uh, here's Paul Pelosi beaten up in his house, you know, practically dead." I know. Let's blame this uh, this hippie nudist drug user, uh, and we'll call him a, a, a an illegal a immigrant. I think it, it turns out he's yeah. 
yeah, from from north, you know. I wonder if the, does that does that actually lower the count if if somebody comes from the north? Does it like negate one from? The, I, I don't know how that works, but in any event, yeah. <laughs> so all of these things, right? But but the first person I, that I saw out of the gate was Hillary Clinton, and she had a very well prepared statement about how this mm-hmm. you know this is just a continuation of the hateful letter, rhetoric of violence that you know that the Republican Party is bringing. And then of course I heard um, uh, nine ten people on you know. On the left, on news, it's like uh, democracy's on the ballot. Well, I don't know about this, John, but democracy is on the ballot. Susan, uh, yeah, well, the, the thing with you know, the thing to remember is democracy. Same exact sentence: democracy's <laughs> on the ballot. Democracy's on the ballot. So this is the talking point, right? Because it's the only talking point they have. Yeah. And I don't think anybody is buying this, with the exception of the you know the 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 fever dreamed you know true believers. I think that this kind of thing is is what is driving. The kind of number changes that we're seeing. Again, this is before the election, but uh, we're seeing tectonic shifts in, in black voters, uh, Latino voters, and and most importantly, uh, white women, uh, single women are, are moving like twenty five percent shift to Republicans. I think that it's not so much the economic issues for a lot of for a lot of working class Democrats. It might be the the inflation and the gas prices, but I also think that a lot of this, especially with the Hispanic Black communities that are more, I keep saying Hispanic, Latino and black communities that are actually more conservative than than the white demographic is in terms of family values and things like that. I think it's all of this woke indoctrination in schools. I think it's this business of taking children to to drag shows. Mm. I think it's all of this, um, you know, uh, Leah Thomas Thomas is the the, uh, woman of the year, that kind of stuff. I think people have just said, well, I know they've just said, they've said the country's out of control and, and I think it's going to be a, a historical shellacking. Yeah, uh, I'd like for it to be. And and once again, this these things, these these social issues, these things that play out socially, um, you know, in the public and how they translate into policy that we end up being ruled by. Um, I still come I come back to you know conservatives. We like to hold on to the idea that we are gov- you know we are governed by our consent. And I think that's a big part of the problem is, is that we want we know that conservative governance is more effective. Uh, the problem is, is having a culture that consents to it. And conservatism hasn't really been promoted in the culture. You have a lot of people who are innately who may be innately conservative, you know, like especially like with the black and, and uh, Hispanic community or Latino community. You got to be it's Latino. I, I don't know where they're going to settle on it because they're, they're kind of like, you know, they're iffy about the Latinx thing, but they're the ones mm-hmm. who came up with it. So it, it, forgive us if we really don't know where we're supposed to be as far as that goes, guys, you know, but we love you. Um, you know, but when you have people who are, are gravitate towards these values, that's one thing. But conservatism hasn't been sold in the culture, but rather stigmatized in the culture. And because of all that, they don't want to be associated with yeah, I us. Agree. Um, it's it's so, not like they're coming to the Republican Party with open arms so much as they simply cannot bear the thought of more of this Democratic stuff. Right. There hasn't been there hasn't been any kind of well, well there's been some exceptions. We saw this election where um, a Latina woman uh, ran for um, this office down in uh, Texas that hadn't been held by a Republican since the Civil War and right. won handily. So. We're seeing a lot more diverse candidates from um, from the Republicans than, than than the Democrats are putting up. But yes, you're right. It's not like it's not like people have gone. Hmm, that's actually a really good message. With I'm, I'm going to try the Republican brand for for change. They're just they've just had enough of the Democrats, and and so we've got this unique window of opportunity to show them that 
we're not only what they say and think we are, but to give them some positive results in their day-to-day lives that they can you know, make them think about things in 2024. Absolutely. Man. And, and, you know, you had mentioned earlier on in the show that, you know, there, we've had some uh, issues being able to record with, between the power outage uh, at, mm-hmm. at your facility and uh, a tornado that, that came and touched down over here that, that, that kind of interrupted our next attempt to record. Uh, you know, we, we had already addressed and we've said for a long time uh, as it is that, you know, Republicans we don't want to be so, for lack of a better way of putting it, y'all, like giddy because these people are yeah, yeah. leaving their Perfect. side. Perfectly uh, said. But even, you know, uh, Bill Maher, after we had done our recording, so we were, we were already on this frequency, but Bill Maher is basically taking a stab at us and saying that, you know, well, it's not anything that Republicans did to gravitate people over to their side. People are just tired of the whole woke nonsense. No, he's right. And, and, and he's right, you know, but it's... But we're trying to say it constructively. We're not trying to be demeaning or, or poke fun, but it's a it's a it's a thing that we really need to examine. Do we really is it really sustainable and something to be so excited about that we haven't particularly done anything to gravitate these people? They're just so tired of their side. It's like, well, I guess you're the next prettiest girl at the prom, you know, yeah. <laughs> or or or. Never mind. I don't want to even get into that. What, they, what they'd be looking for at prom, considering where we are right now with people not knowing which bathroom to use. But you know, that's that's one of those things where we're. I think too much with conservatism is that they're too hung up on trying to promote a figure, a politician. They get excited when they talk about this red wave. It's like, okay, you're excited about the red wave. What that sounds like to me is that you guys are excited about politicians. When we say the government is problem, not the answer. And these politicians, as I keep saying, they go in screaming to be eagles, but they turn out to be jive turkeys, you know, and it's like, can we promote conservatism, not the candidate, promote conservatism and let's find out who squares by the standard of conservatism that we've been promoting. That's what liberals do. That's why they can get away with running somebody like Joe Biden, because they promote liberalism. They promote liberalism by by accusing conservatives is how they do it. But then they find a figure, even like somebody, Joe Biden, who represents what they believe, and that's how they do it. Right. So Biden, Fetterman, uh, Kamala Harris, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi, uh, 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 Weinstein, I'm sorry, uh, Feinstein, Barbara Feinstein. Mm-hmm. These are all people with severe cognitive challenges, four of them, you know, as a result of age or brain trauma, and the other one because it's, you know, Kamala Harris. Uh, but... <laughs> But you're right. They have such a strong ideological brand that mm-hmm. everybody who's who's on that brand says it doesn't really matter if Joe's not sure what day it is because it's the idea. It's the big idea. Yes. We saw this. Uh, this is something I've been just swimming in for the last uh, several months and especially last week when I uh, when we did the video for the Cold War, which was an audio podcast for Daily Wire that they're turning it into um, a video. Mm-hmm. Uh, 13 episode video. So I've been spending a lot of time with the Soviets for the last several months. Mm-hmm. And and the thing you find again and again and again with them is that is that they will when I say they will overlook everything or anything, I mean everything and anything. Mm-hmm. A- at the end of the Soviet era there was a woman whose whose husband, father, two brothers, two sons, a daughter, you know, entire family wiped out by Stalin. And 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 the last thing she says is still I still think communism is a really good idea. Okay, okay. Um, that kind of fanaticism is appealing to a to, to a certain kind of person, I guess. But what you said about about this not being um, not an attraction—it's just kind of like it's not permanent. 
we can make it permanent. We can, but right now it's it's a it's a it's an aversion on there. Right now, as far as those voters are concerned, right now the Republican Party is like the is like the best looking girl at the Star Trek convention. You know, <laughs> it's 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 like there's not a whole lot of choices out there. It's not something they really want, but still, you know, there they are. Mm. Now the question is, how do we how do we hold on to these people? Um, and you're right, we don't we don't have we don't have a sales pitch for this. Mm. For these ideas, we have politicians that we revere, and we talk about Trump and Reagan and and all that, and Lincoln and all. But but we don't have we don't have a, a a pitch. We don't have a campaign, an ad campaign, the way the Democrats do. And and just to get your thoughts on this, there's a there's kind of a like a, a it's almost like a physics problem. Uh, it's not an engineering problem; it's a physics problem. When people say, "Oh, you Republicans, all you ever do is say no," well, that's essentially that's essentially what conserving things means, right? Yep. When you've got something that you think is good, and and people are trying to change it and make it worse, then pretty much all you can say is no. Mm. I, I've mentioned this a few times before, but I just I just like it a lot. So I have this theory about about people of goodwill. You know, just just people who care about things, people who don't want to see injustice, people who want people to be happy and left alone, right? Not not the hardcore racists and also not the hardcore do-getters. I mean, just people of goodwill. And I call this uh, theory, I call it king of the hill. So uh, prior to the uh, mid-60s or something, it, when there was actual genuine discrimination in this country, right? Anybody who was good person of goodwill would be considered themselves a liberal. Put aside the fact that the Republicans put forward the Civil Rights Act in 1958 and was shot down by Senators Kennedy and Johnson so they could run it again in 64. All of that aside, people of goodwill don't like seeing discrimination. They don't like seeing uh, oppression. They don't like seeing any of that stuff. So here's peak happiness. Here's time, right? And and over time, uh, we get we get happier and happier and justice goes down. And then there comes a point when continuing the activism means that things actually start getting worse, Right. You, you're making things better and better and better and better and better. And then suddenly, as you keep chipping away at things, they start getting worse and worse and worse. That kind of peak, that's the sweet spot. And that's the kind of thing that people of goodwill defend. That's what I'm defending. I'm defending that sweet spot where we have all of the freedoms guaranteed by the Constitution and at the same time open to everybody when it wasn't open before. It got better. Great. Hold it there. Now, now you're making it worse again. So we're going to conserve this. We're going to go back to here. And and just something that simple has never been uh, put forward by Republicans. And I got a second round of ranting to do about this as soon as I hear from you on, on that one. <laughs> right on, man. And, and, you know, the thing is, we, we do. We do have... I guess the best pitch that you can get, the problem is, is, is whether people want to accept it or not. Man, it's hard to, it's hard to sell. When you have people who are basically governed by their feelings, we want to, we want to be able to do, we want the freedom to do what makes us feel good, makes us feel comfortable, uh, makes us feel fulfilled in whatever capacity. And, and who, who, who puts the, the corner or the, the, the boundaries on fulfillment, a person's sense of fulfillment, right? And as conservatives, as Republican voters who understand that this is a republic, and just really quick, you know, we, we noticed that the Democrats, they love to throw out that word democracy a lot, democracy. And they use that as an attractive, uh, as a voter attraction tool, uh, trying to basically make this fantasy that we're a democracy and we're not a republic. And, and it's very important for people to understand that, yes, we are a republic that acknowledges that man's rights are given by God and they cannot be voted away. 
right? And that's what Democrats want. They want the power of the people to outvote what God has decreed for us, right? So, and the Constitution, yeah, they want to be able to they want to be able to change the restrictions yes. on their ability to tell people what to do by getting people to vote in favor of allowing them to tell them what to do. And that's freedom to them to be able yeah, to, to have them. that. Now, if a person retains that kind of mindset and they want to come into the Republican tent with this this nonconformist, if you will, idea of freedom then these people don't understand that they're more conformed to the world than anything else. The true liberty is is understanding that these rights come from somewhere. And absolute freedom is absolute. And, and please forgive me, you bear with me, y'all, because y'all are going to think that I sound like, you know, uh, uh, as a Muslim or something like that. But absolute freedom will turn out to be absolute tyranny. You, you, you got to be careful with that, because if you just want to be free to do whatever you want to do, then you have to extend that same thing to somebody else who will assume that they're free to do whatever they want to you. Yeah, and the republic has to have a virtuous citizenship. That's exactly. That's just that. There's no other way around it. So, I mean, when it comes to uh, uh, reproductive rights, yeah, you're free to, to, to have your reproductive rights, but you can't have your reproductive rights at the expense of the very species that you're reproducing. You can't do that. You can't force that expense onto that, uh, on that, onto that creation, right? Those rights mm -hmm. begin upon creation, not upon birth, upon creation. You can't have your, uh, you want to be free to, to have sex and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, you're free to do that, but you can't be free to do that according to whatever design you want to outside of the designs of nature. Those things will start to, those things are a feedback loop that, that speeds the collapse of a culture. Not only that, they contribute to it and they're the result of it. So those things have to be brought. They have to be reeled in. So these these things that people want to do that they consider is free. It's like, look, man, there's a right way to do things and there's a wrong way to do things. And, yeah, we're going to tell you, it's like, look, man, you, you can't be doing that. There's a way to go about enjoying these things and enjoying your liberty. But if you do that, man, you're going to erode our liberties. It's going to cause a bunch of problems for people. And that's a hard thing to sell on people. Yep. Uh, I got a couple of um, advertising issues here uh, because imagery and persuasion is what I'm what I'm good at. That's what I did before I did this. And I know the power of advertising, I know the power of, of language and all the rest of it. So just to take one example that you mentioned, they are saying democracy is on the ballot, democracy is under attack, our democracy, our democracy, our democracy. And they have built a brand around it, that, mm -hmm. that democracy. And all we do is go into their sandbox and play. No, the democracy is not under attack. No, our democracy is most certainly not. We don't. What we don't do is we don't come out and say, whoa, 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 whoa. You're not talking about democracy. You're talking about a republic. Right. You, no one. I've never heard Republicans get out there and talk about a republic the way that the Democrats get out there and try and sell democracy. Amen. And and yeah. that's the that's the whole idea of like this. It's like the whole team that didn't show up. Right. Mm -hmm. The the argument is actually very simple. Okay, so you want to be absolutely clear and fair. Yes, we are a democratic republic. That's why our two parties are called democratic and republican. We are a democratic republic. What does that mean? Well, that means that we elect the people democratically to go to the government, but the government has built-in constraints. That means you cannot vote away somebody else's rights. Mm -hmm. and, and if we were in front of this argument, we would be, we would have this problem, right? And, and, and this is what is, this is what we really need to do to get on the table. We need to be saying things like, listen, That old saw, right? Uh, democracy is two wolves and a, and a lamb voting on yeah. what's for dinner, mm -hmm. right? 
Okay, so that's democracy. You could you could address this to the to the dimmest SJW and say, <laughs> do you think it's fair that if there were three animals and you wanted peace and harmony and so on, you wanted all all of them to live, and two of them were wolves and one of them was a, a lamb, do you think it's fair that the two wolves should be able to outvote the lamb and eat the lamb, or or do you think it's better to say that no matter what those two wolves decide, that lamb has legal protections mm -hmm. that are guaranteed to it, and the wolves can talk about any number of things they want to, <laughs> but the one thing that they cannot do is eat the lamb, because if they could, then that lamb wouldn't be in, in the pen in the first place. Yes. That kind of thing, right? That kind of fundamental, basic, moral argument. We're incapable of it. Now, with that said... I think that looking at this uh, 2022 slate, I don't know how many of them are going to get in, but I suspect not only a bunch, I, sus I suspect that it's going to be more than even our wildest dreams. But, you know, I don't want to I don't want to be disappointed. I don't mind eating crow. I don't mind being wrong. I just want to get my hopes up. But something good, I think, is going to happen. So here's here, so here's the other thing. Right. Um, I think that this midterm 2022 uh, election has more conservatives running than ever in history. Mm as opposed to Republicans, right? These are There's a lot of outsiders on the ballot. There's a lot of people like Carrie Lake, uh, and, and, and then you, you get Ron DeSantis who's running for re-election, but Ron DeSantis doesn't just walk into their kill box, you know? Hmm. I've, I've mentioned this before, but just, I know, and I'm going on, but just very quickly, during uh, Hurricane Ian, somebody probably from CNN said, uh, Governor, I'd like, we'd like to address the issue of uh, Florida, the state of Florida's slow response to this crisis. Do you think, and he said, whoa, 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 stop. Stop right there. Okay. That's why nobody believes you people. That's why nobody trusts you. It has not been a slow response. And that ability to, to, to cut them off before they can finish the sentence, that's what is necessary in a rhetorical war, a war of words and ideas. That's what that's the kind of uh, initiative that's necessary to beat these people. And he's got it, and Kerry Lake has it, and Donald Trump had it, and and a bunch of people that are coming up seem to know. That there's, it, they're not going to be nice to you ever, you know, mm. ever. They'll be nice to you to fatten your ego so that you can be the one who's like, oh, I'm a maverick, you know, I'm a, I'm a maverick. I'm not like those other Republicans. The second that you get elected, then they're gonna, then they're gonna pull the dirtiest of dirty tricks on you. Indeed, man, and that's that's something that they don't really expect. They don't expect you to respond. Uh, I mean, they, they don't expect you to respond uh, in a way that, you know, that shows that you've got you know, some testicular fortitude. Yeah. Um, you know, when it's like, it's like, say, for instance, you know, kind of a little, you know, backing up to uh, the reproduction issue or abortion mm -hmm. issue. Uh, for a long time with, with these social issues, whether it's that or, or uh, uh, sexual orientation or faith or anything like that, for a long time, Republicans have been told, look, you need to stay away from those issues. Mm -hmm. Stay away from those issues. And whoever... Whatever Republican consultant says that, man, seriously, I don't, I don't want to, you know, condone violence or anything like that. You know, I want to put you in a headlock. Uh, when you promote those things, that means that conservatives don't have any way to sharpen their arguments. You know, it, it, and, the th and the thing that people need to understand is that Republicans don't have to bring these things up. We never do. It's Democrats who always bring them up anyway. Democrats are always going to throw these things in our face. And if you don't have the argument for it, you're not sharp enough because you've been told to stay away from it. That's why they win. They win at every turn on every narrative. While, while Republicans are told, whether it's the race narrative, uh, the gender narrative, all those things, Republicans just need to stay away from it. You just need to talk about jobs and the economy. And it's like, no, dude, that, that does not work. Um, and a lot of times... You know, uh, Republican voters, they give up so much ground and, and help Demi Democrats promote themselves. Like on Fox News, man, if, 
I, it, whenever, and I hardly do, but whenever I tune into Fox News, man, I'm telling you, man, in, in a half an hour, if I was playing a drinking game and how many times they say the word democracy, I would be drunk. I'm telling you, man, it's like even on like Fox News, they they try to use democracy like a selling That's just point. what I said. How many times do they come out swinging with the word yes. republic? Never. They don't. You know, they don't. And and because they think somehow democracy is more attractive. And that's the thing that we need to get out there. And like you said, we have to sell it. You got to sell what that is, you know, and, and you know, but the unfortunately, you do have people who will think in terms of because, you know, we are they are the the survival of the fittest types, even though they're totally contrary to this, this, this Darwin narrative. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. They're but, the least fit creatures on planet Earth, American progressives. Absolutely. You know, it's like they'll talk about, you know, they, they want to go along with this evolutionary narrative and survival of the fittest. But may, meanwhile, they think that everybody should have free health care. It's like, dude, that don't sound like survival of the fittest to me. Um, but in, in doing so, we should be able to because some would agree. You know, say, hey, well, you know, hey, and, 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 and to survive and for a nation, a nation to thrive, maybe that sheep needs to get voted against to be eaten. Sometimes, you know, those uh, the, the world is overpopulated and all that. Some people do have to be expendable and whatnot, and they will feel like they have the right and are justified to vote against somebody else's rights. That's just who Democrats are. That's just how they're wired. Uh, but we have to be able to show and make illustrations because we're reasoning right now. We're talking reason. These people, they don't have that's not that's not their language. And they don't they yeah. don't have rationale like we do. They yeah. just have this imagination about what yep. they're entitled to. So that's what we have to be able to reach these people. And now we're on now we're on the modern day Republican slash conservative blind spot. And that is Democrats and progressives have used emotion to overpower reason, to eliminate reason, to overcome reason, set aside reason, negate reason. They've used emotion to negate reason so many times that we've now come to the conclusion that any appeal to emotion has to be bad automatically, right? Mm -hmm. But people don't vote the way they think. They vote, they vote the way they feel. Mm -hmm. Appeals to emotion are how you win. The difference between us and them is we can make appeals to emotion without lying about yes. it. Yes. And I'll give you three or four examples that have flown into my head. We always, always, always fall for the you're bad guys well we're not bad guys and here's let me show you let me show you why when what we should be doing is you're bad guys no you're bad guys you're worse and here's why mm -hmm. so a couple of examples right so when you when you come to the abortion issue it's like well i i believe i have a, i should be able to decide i should have free choice to, to do with what i want to do with my body i 100% agree ma'am absolutely 100% agree you absolutely have free choice to do with your own body whatever you want to. But this baby is not your body. It's in your body, but it's not your body. It doesn't have the same DNA and it couldn't have gotten in there without somebody else, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> it is a 50-50 creation. You carry it, that's true. And that's why motherhood is so revered. At least it used to be before these Democrats got into power, but <laughs> nevertheless, nevertheless, it's a 50-50 proposition. And that, and that uh, infant, that fetus doesn't have your DNA. It may not even have your blood type. It has its own heartbeat. It's not your body. Stop it right there. But we never do, ever, ever. So then we get into the point where, no, you shouldn't be able to do what you want to with your own body. And then we start saying, but we don't want to take the jab, right? It's easy. It's easy. Well, we don't want to take the jab because this is our body. I want a right to do whatever I want with my, with my body. Yes, ma'am, you absolutely can. But this is not your body. So that...
then let me let me take another one. You get these arguments about in California about gun control, right? Well, it's the AR-15, right? The AR-15 shot this up, and maybe and we're going to go to a ten-round magazine or this or that, or we're going to ban the rifle based on the pistol grip, whatever, whatever, right? Whatever. And then they start getting into this argument about, well, there's many guns we're going to do. Boom. It's simple. It's simple. <laughs> the, the way you fight with this is to say, does a 90-pound, 23-year-old woman teacher walking out to her car at 1130 at nighttime after a long day of grading papers, does this person have the right to defend her life against three 200-pound men, yes or no? Does she have the right to defend herself or is she required to be murdered and raped so that you can sound good at a cocktail party? Mm. Which one is it? Which one is it? Does she have, because if she doesn't, if she doesn't have the right to defend herself, then that means that human beings are the only species on planet earth that cannot defend us. Bacteria defend themselves. <laughs> That's right. Right. Bacteria defend themselves. And mm. you're saying that we can't? That kind of argument is over. It's over when you do that. And we should be applying this to everything. But we don't because we don't have the rhetorical understanding. And we and, and, and of course, we still think that we're, we're dealing with rational people. We started this program by talking about the Paul Pelosi thing. They know that, it, that, that this guy's not a conservative. Of course they know. Right. Right. This is a plan. And it's not like they're unaware of it. You mentioned projection earlier. It's not like they're projecting that this guy's a Republican. They know exactly who this guy is. Mm. This is this is calculated, methodical, detailed, analytical and and delicate. They have to make arrangements to make sure that the San Francisco Police Department is not going to release body cam footage. Mm -hmm. All of this stuff. Very precise. Yeah. So so when we're playing with these people, we're not playing with the kind of people we're used to playing with. We're playing with people who will do the lowest things at every single time, and then they will accuse you yes. of having done those low things. That's right, man. That's right. And, and you know, the thing, and just really quick for anybody who believes that that uh, uh, Paul Pelosi's attacker who went hammer time on him, man, that 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 would possibly somehow be a, a conservative look. We know that he wasn't any sort of right winger, and despite all the money that Democrats have at their disposal. You mean to tell me that they couldn't pot, they couldn't find one, one conservative who would love to go upside Paul's Pelosi's head with a hammer? No, let, let me help you out. No, you could not. You couldn't pay any of us to actually do that. That's just not how we are. They had to go find them uh, I don't. I, look, I, I don't want to. I, I don't. I, I just want to disagree with you about this thing being like an intentional setup. Mm. I think it was. It was something that just went wrong, mm. and they grabbed uh, grabbed the thing. I don't. I don't really want to go down that that motive path, right? Because I don't want people to say, "Oh, that sounds nuts." What? <laughs> what's? It's not a no. No. Look, it's important. I, I get this out straight because I, I don't want you to think I'm coming down on you. Mm. That is speculation, right? Sure. That's all speculation. What's not speculation is after Paul. Uh, Pelosi was was beaten with a hammer from this guy. From that point forward, now we have a series of of factual things that happened. Right? Mm. We have a, we have the, the, this accusation. Then Biden repeats it. Then then uh, the press secretary repeats it. And Harris repeats it. That is undisputed. Mm. So it's it's irrelevant. You know, mm. but I think you're right in terms of your basic point. No, they couldn't find a conservative. This is why they have mm. to invent evidence back in the days of the Tea Party thing. You had progressives going to Tea Party movements with racist signs that they made to prove that the Tea Party is racist. And the reason that they had to make the signs was because there were no racist signs in this racist organization. And this is how you get to this mental state that they're in where the idea trumps, if you'll pardon the expression, <laughs> everything. Anything is allowed in service of the idea. Anything is allowed, anything is justified, and 
And the American people, thank God, I think, again, this is a pre-election special, but Amer the American people seem to be as fed up about this as, as, I, as I hoped that they would. Not all of them, but enough of them to make an overwhelming difference, and we're going to find out. Sure, sure. And, you know, and it reminds me of a commentary that you did you know, uh, years ago, man, and you were talking about Bill Clinton. And uh, Bill Clinton, he's already got his lie worked out. When, when people like making an accusation at, at, at Republicans, we don't know how to respond to it because we haven't been rehearsing a lie. It just takes on. It's like, what? Are you seriously going to attack me with that? I have no idea what you're talking about. Whereas Bill Clinton basically wakes up in his sleep rehearsing the lie. So, you know, when I think of, like I said, man, I don't put nothing past Democrats. And, and of course, we are talking speculation. And I say these things tongue in cheek. You know, it's right. like I'm, we, I talk about these things allegedly. But at the same time, man, I don't put nothing past Democrats. And no, um, right. But also, you know, when we're talking about the arguments that we can, you know, lay on Democrats, once again, we're talking reason, something that, that they don't understand, especially when they got a herd mentality. A lot of times you can catch these people one on one. And they'll listen to you. You know, we've, yeah. we've, we've done that a lot. But when we, we got the, when we're dealing with the herd mentality, that's a, that's, that's a whole nother thing. And the narratives that we're talking about, the issue is, man, we don't put these things in vehicles. There's not a, we, we want to, that's what we're trying to do, but there's, it doesn't seem like be a lot, of, a lot of support for it. Man, I remember like TV shows like back in the day that somehow got canceled because, you know, we gave up ground even in the entertainment industry, like standards and practices. They, they, they stepped out. It's like, why did you do that? Mm -hmm. But man, we used to have shows, man, like uh, what was like the Big Valley. You know, we got this. Yeah, yeah. Or, or even even a radical show, radical mm -hmm. civilization changing show like All in the Family. Sure. There's no there's no F-bombs on All in the Family. There's mm -hmm. no S-words on All in the Family. No. That's something you could watch with your kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, could never be made today. Right. Right. And, and, because because we got the world that the people who made All in the Family wanted. Yes, absolutely. And like like I said, but you had uh, or Dragnet. You know, I mean, Jack Webb, man, would go, it's like, this dude had dialogues longer than my monologues, you know, but it's this dude, he would, he would just break it down and, and just, just apply this stuff from whether it be at his desk or on the street. Mm -hmm. It's like, he would just, you would just throw down with it. Got a monologue in my pocket, son. Right. And, and, and we don't. I see you smoking that doobie and, uh, <laughs> and, and then here it comes. No, but you're right. You're right. It's all, it's, it's standards. Standards don't get chopped down mm -hmm. from the, from the root mm -hmm. up. They get chopped down from the top down, right? You chop down the tree and then you just start hacking away at what's left. Yes. And, and yes, when you start, when you start lowering social standards, mm -hmm. you get a more coarse society. The more coarse society becomes, the, the more appealing vice, actual vices, the mm -hmm. less, uh, the le look, vice is the, is the default condition, yes. right? Mm -hmm. Virtue's hard, vice is easy. Mm -hmm. Building mm -hmm. something is hard, destroying something's easy. Mowing the grass is hard, letting the grass grow is easy. It's entropy. And, and so it has to be constantly tended to. It has yeah. to be constantly built, yes. rebuilt every day. Mm -hmm. you, are you saying that, that being a conservative means you got to roll that hill, that rock back up the hill every single day? That's exactly what I'm saying. Get used to it or get off the team. That's how it works. Yes, You're indeed. fighting against entropy. Mm -hmm. and, and when you stop that fight, then you have already laid the groundwork of your own destruction. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, as conservatives, don't we say we have to be ever vigilant? It's like, yes, the freedom is not free. It, it costs. You got to work at it every day. You got to maintain it every day. You know, we're dealing with people, you know, as it is right now, who are just, you know, who are flat out. When we talk and we try to reason with them about, you know, the, um, the pro-life issue, they're flat out saying, look, we want to kill them kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some of those people. Yeah. Some of those people, yeah. You know, we want to do it. And so in this culture, 
And how did we get there? Because there's so much uh, propaganda for self-indulgence. Man, just just do what you want. Do what you if you want to walk into Walmart and you want to steal like up to six hundred dollars worth, just go ahead and do it. That's just the promotion of what's in our culture now is to just go ahead and do. It. You only live once, YOLO, and 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 all that sort of stuff. That stuff is cool. All our programming is basically you're entitled to this, and this is what you're gonna get. And there has to be, and that's the formula. That's what they're using to sell this stuff. There has to be a way to show appealing to people's. Uh, of course, you're going to be, we're appealing to people's emotions. And a, a lot of times people's emotions are tied to what makes them feel good. And that's a right. hard thing. That, that's a hard go to kick against, man. It's a hard one to go against, but it has to be done. That's right. You, you Speaking for conservatives and Republicans, you better find a way hmm. to make an emotional argument for yes. this or else we're going to lose and continue to lose. Hmm. Right. I, I did it earlier. With, with, I mean, that is that is a that is exactly how you win these debates. Right. Mm -hmm. You just go right there. Uh, I, I, what, 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 you know, we should have free health care. I couldn't agree more. One hundred percent. What kind of a jackass would I be to say no free health care for you? Of course, I'm in favor of free health care. Of course I am. But health care isn't free. Yeah. Cardiac surgery has got the most expensive equipment and six of the most highly trained, rare, in-demand people on the planet. Cardiac surgery is about the least free thing there is on the planet. Mm -hmm. If it were free, I'd be with you 100%. 100%. If it were free, I'd be, what kind of a jackass would I, I don't like you, so no health care for you. <laughs> of course, I'm in favor of free health care, but health care isn't free. So since it's not free, we have to discuss about the best way to pay for it. Now, now... We can start bringing out the the the, the facts. We can bring out the, the getting rid of the insurance companies, government, all, all of this, right? Yeah. Then we can start saying, well, my car, my car has 450 short choices for insurance. I have one, <laughs> right? Democrats obviously love my automobile better than 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 the people. These are how this is how you win, but you gotta you gotta win that moral argument first because everything that they have, uh, by the way, everything and the only thing that they have is this unearned moral superiority. They come into the argument where we're the good people, you're the bad people. Here's an argument to show that you want bad things. And all we do is say, no, we don't. What yeah. we should be doing is look who's talking. Yeah. Look who's talking. Mm -hmm. Let's really, okay. You're saying that we're, that we're saying, uh, you see this everywhere on, on the news lately on the mainstream media. Oh, Republicans are doing nothing but but just complaining about crime and, and immigration because they're such racist. Huh. Okay. You're bad people. That's what you're, you're just trying to gin up fear. <laughs> Instead of saying, no, we're not. The, the answer to that is we're not trying to gin up fear. Fear exists as a fog in the center of Baltimore, Chicago, Los Angeles, Atlanta, New Orleans, St. Louis, there is a perpetual cloud of fear over these neighborhoods. And that's because 8,000 people are being murdered there every year. And they're being murdered there because of you and your policies. That's why those people are dying, because of your policies. Absolutely. That's why. Yeah. And and so uh, is, there a, is there a climate of fear? There is. Mm -hmm. And I would like it to go away. But unfortunately, for me, and somehow for you, you managed to convince the people that have been in these murder pits for eight decades now of continuous democratic control that somehow be better for them to vote for another four years of, of this murder. Of course, there's fear out there. Of course there is. And you know what? It's not white people that are afraid. Most of the fear in this country is going on in inner cities of American cities where black people are afraid to go outside because of your policies and the politicians that you put there. 
Yes. And those things. So I don't want to hear it. Yes. And those things, they need, they need to be illustrated. You know, they have to be illustrated. And we have to find a way to illustrate those things to them. And there's ways to do it. But, you know, the thing is, you know, when we're talking about more morality with these people, hit them in their morality. They have a, a distorted sense of what morality is. And they do have this complex about being the, the moral su- supremacist. Um, but we, we know, but the thing is, we know what they feel superior about and the things that they gravitate towards to be uh, superior, uh, what like issues of healthcare. Um, if they're saying that we want free healthcare, and of course, as you say, well, what kind of a jerk wouldn't be against healthcare? It's like, okay, if you want free healthcare, I'll do you one better. Not only are you in favor of free healthcare, you're actually in favor of slavery because if you want a, a, a physician to perform at no cost, well, then that means that you want that person to be enslaved. So that's, right. that, that's it, it, it's almost like uh, when people eat, and oh, I think even Martin, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King even said, you know, things like, you know, water should be free and stuff like that. And, and forgive me, y'all. I, I'm pretty sure I've heard him say this before, heard his narratives on this before. But you do have people who believe that, well, we have all this water. Why are we paying water bills and stuff like that? It's like, look, man, of course, the water is free, but. Maintaining the water, keeping Getting the water. Getting it to you is what costs money. <laughs> exactly. Now, if you want water to be free, then that means that you want somebody to be enslaved to bring you water. They got to lug water to you. That's enslavement. Uh-huh. And that's the Absolutely. same thing. So Beautifully we, done. You know, yeah, we, we don't try. You want to go outside in the middle of a rainstorm, hold out a cup. <laughs> We're not charging you for that. Thank you. You got the water. Fantastic. Same thing for a river. You want to dip, dip a barrel in or, or, or a bucket into the river, go it back and drink it. Fine. I boil it first, but that's that's <laughs> on, that's your choice. Right. But with that said, you're not paying for the water. You're paying for the delivery of the water. You're paying for the magic of turning this little dial mm-hmm. and ha- or, or, or knob and having wa- not only water come out, but water come out at the exact temperature that you like it. <laughs> right. That costs money. Yes. Right. And if it and and if it didn't, then there wouldn't be an electric uh, a water bill charge. But it does. Same right. for electricity. Same thing for uh, for education. Well, we want we want free education. Okay. So basically, you want teachers to be enslaved to teach you. Now, just because these people may not be in shackles or or, or uh, tied up by their necks to teach you, uh, I guess maybe slavery has to get that bad in order for you to recognize that slavery is still slavery. It's like we've said before. You know, there were people, if people want to constantly bring up, you know, uh, uh, the Nazis and things like that, and they want to bring these, uh, talk about these things that happened in Europe, it's like, okay, well, let's talk about that Berlin Wall. You guys think that that wall was made to keep people out? Not necessarily. It was made to keep people in. Those people, they, their livelihood was, was basically, you are going to do this for the state and you can't right. leave and you try That's to right. leave, you're going to die. You I know? just, a- just a week ago, said uh, reading one of the scripts. I forget the number now. I think it was three hundred twenty. Three hundred twenty-nine people mm-hmm. were killed trying to uh, get over the Berlin Wall, and not one of them, not one out of three hundred twenty-nine, was shot trying to get into East Germany. Mm-hmm. And none of the thousands or tens of thousands, and possibly hundreds of thousands of people who drowned in the Straits of Florida between Cuba and Miami, or out in the Pacific from Vietnam, fleeing communism in both cases. Mm-hmm. Not one of those tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people. Not one. Risked and lost their lives in order to get to the free health care in in uh, in Vietnam or Cuba. Not one. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not an opinion. That's that's not even data. That is that is structured. That is how the world is built. That is every single person risking their life to go from one place to another mm-hmm. and none of them going the other way. I know this is uh, pedantic, but pedantic is what I do. <laughs> it, it, 
If it were 60-40, you could say, well, I guess capitalism is a better, better system. If it were 90-10, you'd say it's a much better system. If it were 95 to 5, in other words, 95% of the people going back and forth on a raft were coming to America, but five said we're going to Cuba. Okay, well, you got a tremendous system, 99 to 1. No, it's 100 to 0. Yeah. 0, right? Now you're dealing with, with something that's not statistics anymore. Now you're dealing with, with, with existential reality. You are dealing with a universal experience that is universal, not among every one of those uh, classes and individuals in the Cubans, but with the Vietnamese and the East Berliners and all of it, right? It's a universal one-way street to get away from what you want and get to what we want. And there is not an exception on the earth that's gone the other way around. Now, what does that tell you? What does that tell you about the system that you're trying to impose on us when people who have been under that system will risk and lose their lives to come over to where we are? What does that tell you? Mm. And we never make these arguments ever, because if you do, you will win people. You will. Indeed, man. And it, 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 it should speak volumes, right? You know, it's and it's and, and if I may, it's not so much that that, you know, there aren't people making these same arguments. It's just the problem is it hasn't been taken to the next level to illustrate it. You know, we're right. dealing with people, man, we're, we're dealing with people who are in imagination. I know I sound like a broken record, but that's it's got to register at some point that that is who we're dealing with. People who are totally given over to their imaginations about how things should be. And despite it's just like you said, man, we don't have people. You don't see people in America making caravans to go down into Mexico or even go up into Canada or anything like that. You don't see people risking their lives to leave America. Even the people that can fly their own private jets to Canada mm. still aren't going to Canada. Thank you. Thank you. And, and as I've long said, man, if America is this racist, evil, greedy, just do you what dirty are you doing country, here? why do you want to come here? You know, so it's th these are the things that we're dealing with. And, and like I said, with this election that's coming up, you know, with this uh, this tsunami that's coming and a lot of people uh, who are disenchanted with the Democrat Party, the thing that that you know, I've seen, and I'm not saying this because I'm apprehensive of it because I'm worried. I'm, I've just seen it happen over the years. Yep. Um, you get uh, disenchanted uh, with the Democrat Party and you get you know, a lot of Republicans who are excited about them being disenchanted with the Democrat Party. And then they want to they want to leave or they sit things out and they end up going right back to the Democrat Party. Man, we saw this with, with the ending of slavery. Republicans- we saw, it, we, we saw it in 2016. We win, we win the presidency, the House, and the Senate. Mm -hmm. Hooray, we won, we don't have to fight anymore. Congratulations, so I'll just sit back and relax now. It's all downhill from here. We're yeah. right about that part, mm -hmm. right? You had two years to get the stuff straightened mm -hmm. out, right? And, and we didn't. And now we're throwing a lifeline to see if we can do something to slow down this destruction, turn it around, which I believe is coming. But, but yeah, you know, you've got to, you've got to forget about striking while the iron is hot. You got to strike while you've still got your hand on the iron. Period. Right. Yes. After that, it doesn't matter what you say or do. And if the, if nobody learned the lessons from 2016, then they don't deserve to have a free country. Indeed, man. And it's even things like a, like a, a lot of people are uh, suffering because of the economy. Econ the economy is going to be a big issue, and the economy. Yep issue is not sustainable unless you get the race issue. That's how the economy was pulled up from underneath us in the first place. It was driven by the, the weapon. It was destroyed by the weapon of the race narrative. Uh, but even uh, with the economy, capitalism itself, you know, you, you have mentioned capitalism, you know, even though it's, it's a pejorative, you know, uh, promoted by uh, Marx. I mean, the, the, the term capitalism or when we're talking about, you know, uh, uh, um, capital, 
is, is a term that has existed a while before. And we're talking about a per, the fruits of somebody owns later and the, and the gains that they have that actually belong to them, the recognition of their property that, that Marx had turned it into a pejorative. But these things, capitalism, uh, for, for, for lack of a better way of putting it, is not a principle that is well promoted by no. conservatives who claim to be the champions of it. And liberals, progressives, left wingers, whatever you want to call them, are able to capitalize on using the free market, using commercialism, using propaganda, all these things that we were supposed to be able to be the champions of to use them in the right way. They're the ones who are making the most of it to destroy. It's almost like, you know, it's almost like our strategic oil reserves. You know, you got yep. you got uh, uh, our, 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 oil, our, our petroleum reserves being taken down and they're supposed to be used in the event of sabotage. Well, it's supposed to be used in the event of an emergency. An emergency. And it is an emergency. And it is an emergency. Because the Democrats are going to lose a lot of power in the next couple of days. That's the emergency. But the That's why they're drawing it down. Yes, but the, and the, exactly. And the irony is, is that the ones who are using it, the, uh, 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 it's supposed to be used in a case of sabotage. The saboteurs are the ones who are actually using it. That's right. And they're the same way with promoting their narrative. And they use the things that we're supposed to be the champions of to do the very thing to destroy this country. And we just, we let them get away with the bad stuff and then we let them get away with the slander on top of it. And that's got to stop. So last question on our uh, special uh, Virtue Signal pre-election uh, special special. Um, <laughs> I got this question on the Stratosphere Lounge. It's a great question. Let's say we, we, we can, I think, say with confidence that there are going to be large numbers of people voting Republican who don't usually and a significant number of people who are voting Republican for the first time ever. And the question I got was a bigger tent is great. The more people that vote Republican, the more times Republicans win. And if you could get the tent big enough, the Democrats would never win again and we'd be better off. But the question was. Where do you put the tent poles? In other words, is there is there somebody coming to the Republican Party that has an idea that is so far outside of the Republican mainstream that you really just cannot let them in, so to speak? <laughs> right. Because my feeling is, hey, man, if these people are coming to vote are then we should welcome them with open arms. Let's not forget me and Ronald Reagan and a bunch of other people, not necessarily in that order of importance. Right. Started out as Democrats and voted Democrat until they suddenly realized, oh, oh, so everything I knew was wrong. OK, took a while for life to beat the stupid out of me. But we shouldn't be like, well, you guys voted for Biden. Well, maybe they did. Uh. OK, they didn't know any better. How are they going to know? All they watch is, is the news and the news is, is we, you, as a conservative, you got to go digging for the news. But my point <laughs> is, what is there? Is, is it possible to take in so many differing opinions that you no longer represent what it represented before that shift? Absolutely, man. And, and, and that's been a that's been a long concern of mine is because, you know, the 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 big tent Republican approach ends up being a big tent of obscurity. You know, there, there, there does have to be a standard. We don't want it. Don't get me wrong. We're not trying to be exclusive or anything like that. But if we're talking about concern, we're talking about being conservatives. Well, in order to conserve, there has to be things, measures set in place in order to conserve the distinction of what it is, you know, to not just be a Republican, but an American in, in the, in this constitutional Republic. There, there has to, there's guidelines, you know? So it's in terms of like, I mean, cause I, who am I to judge? You know, I'm not trying to judge anybody. I'm just speaking from experience. I used to be a, a liberal. You know, I used to be a Democrat. So I guess I couldn't come in too. But at some point I had to realize, man, everything I thought about that was wrong. And I'm not right. going to try to bring that into the tent and try to make you guys. I mean, as let me put it like this. As Republicans, 
if people are going to come into our country, there's assimilation, right? You need to understand what it means to become an American. That's what we mm-hmm. stand on, right? Well, if you're going to be a Republican, well, why don't we stand on the, on, on the same principles? This is one of the reasons why a lot of people out there to be saying, man, I can't tell the parties. Why men are all the same, right? Just two wings of the same bird and all that sort of stuff. There should be a distinction about us. I agree. You know, and, and we should have, we should have an ad campaign that is the equivalent of the Democrats campaign. Mm. This is what we believe. Thank you. Right. The, um, yeah, no, that, that, that's exactly right. Look, if I had to, if I had to take what I believe to be conservatism and put it into one, one single nifty little sentence that you could put above the, the tide label on the, on the detergent box, I would say we believe in the individual pretty much period, mm. right? We believe in the individual. We believe in the sanctity of the individual. We believe that, that that government cannot impose itself on the individual. And because we believe in the individual, we not only believe in individual rights, we also believe in individual responsibility, individual justice, not social justice, not collective justice. Millions of people did this 200 years ago. So therefore we're gonna do it to millions of people over here. That's not justice, mm. right? That's not justice. Individual justice, individual responsibility. We believe in being left alone to do what you want to do so long as you don't interfere with somebody else's life and and have legal protection to do that. And and who's going to have a problem with that except for these control freaks? Nobody. Nobody. But we we don't brand it and it's time to brand it. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we do to brand it is we put out shows like this here at BillWhittle.com, which are paid for by a, a small group of, of dedicated members to whom we are very, very grateful. Um, I think uh, I'm going to be at uh, in Nashville uh, on Election Day doing a little uh, Daily Wire. You know, I'm going to fill in while the while the while the hosts are switching out and come in and do my little. And then and then they put the regular A team back on. But nevertheless, I'll be at Daily Wire, so I'm looking forward to that. We'll have um, we'll have election uh, right angles and elect post election virtue signals coming next week. We just wanted to get one out there because the next 48, 72 hours, it's all people are going to be talking about anyway. So, any uh, any last words there, though? Hey, uh, don't 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 let them scare you because we know that uh, they're going to be pulling those tactics themselves. You know the things that they accuse us of, and you know just got to get out there and. Uh, as, as Lord says, fear not, take courage, get out there and handle your business. And my, my final words would be for anybody who might be watching this, who's giving, who's never voted Republican before and, and is giving it, actually giving it thought. My, my closing, uh, suggestion would just be, don't be an ass. <laughs> I see what <laughs> you did there. Don't be an ass. Yeah, I see what I did. <laughs> we'll see you next time right here on The Virtue Signal.